Welcome to the 26th episode of Thought Space, the podcast for the Center for Policy Research. CPR is an independent think tank researching on various issues, from urbanization to foreign policy, from economic reforms to environmental challenges. Today, Richa Bansal from the communications team will be in conversation with former Foreign Secretary and Senior Fellow Ambassador Sham Saran discussing the recent crisis in Sri Lankan politics. Hi, I'm Richa and welcome to this episode of the podcast, uh, Ambassador Sham Saran, who is a senior fellow at CPR and the former Foreign Secretary of India. Today we'll be discussing the recent developments in the political climate of Sri Lanka. So, sir, let me begin by asking, there have been some dramatic political developments in Sri Lanka in the past few days and the president has dismissed the PM or the Prime Minister Ranil Vikramasinghe and appointed the former president Rajapaksha in his place. Was this constitutionally valid and what were the main drivers of this change according to you? Strictly speaking, uh, the president uh, after certain constitutional amendments were made a couple of years ago. Strictly speaking, uh, the president does not have the right to dismiss the prime minister, uh, unless the prime minister, of course, has uh, lost the majority support in the parliament, uh, which in this case has not happened because uh, the dismissal took place uh, first. And uh, in fact, uh, the president uh, has uh, originally, in fact, he had said that uh, It is only on November 15 that the parliament would be convened in order to for the new prime minister to test his majority, Uh, thereby, you know, giving a considerable period of time (laughs) for the new prime minister to try and uh, conjure up support by perhaps uh, uh, encouraging defections from the um, ruling party. Um, But uh, I think uh, quite clearly, um, ultimately, it has to be uh, the parliament which will have to decide whether or not uh, Ranil Vikram Singh as the incumbent prime minister still continues to enjoy the uh, support in the uh, parliament. The latest uh, news is that uh, instead of the 15th of November, uh, in fact the president has now said that the parliament could be convened in fact in the next few days on November 5 uh, for this uh, floor test uh, to be uh, carried out. Uh, indications are that a present uh, tally, if you take, then um, in fact it could be quite close because I do not think that in the period that has elapsed so far, uh, the president and the new prime minister Rajapaksha have been able to mobilize the kind of support which they need. So it will be very interesting to see what happens on uh, November 5 and whether or not uh, Ranil continues to be the prime minister which would be an extremely embarrassing uh, situation for the president as well as for Rajapaksha. Um, but um, uh, let us see what uh, what uh, takes place uh, on the on the fifth. Yeah. Why do you think the second part of the question? What were the main drivers? Of so the main are? drivers, I think, was that uh, you know uh, the president uh, was having um, major problems with uh, the Prime Minister, Ranil Vikram Singh, although they had joined together in this uh, coalition. Uh, but there were, you know, tensions developing between uh, the two of them. Uh, I think with both with respect to somewhat of a personality clash, as well as differences on uh, policies. And in addition to that, uh, I think uh, Cherisena probably felt, the President felt, that he was beginning to lose popular support. 
you know, the kind of support which had led to his victory as president in the previous election, uh, I think he was conscious of the fact that very steadily he was losing support. Uh, so he may have thought that perhaps uh, this could be a good preemptive move on his part, that, uh, you know, by joining up with Rajapaksha, who continues to be a very popular politician in uh, Sri Lanka, he may have thought that by um, making an early move, uh, he could perhaps uh, position himself in a much stronger position with respect to the next elections. Uh, so my sense is that they, that might have been a, a very important reason. Right, sir. So how will this impact the India-Sri Lanka relations? And uh, what do you make of the fact that while the Chinese President Xi Jinping has offered his congratulations to Rajapaksha, India has not done so. And why this difference in the reactions of the two countries? Uh, well, um, you know, anything which happens in Sri Lanka uh, certainly has an impact uh, on uh, India because uh, it is a very uh, critically important uh, island country just off the coast of uh, India. And therefore, uh, uh, there is no doubt that uh, there will be major concern if there is political turmoil or instability in uh, Sri Lanka. Um, of course, uh, there is also the Chinese issue because uh, as we have seen over the last several years, uh, the footprint of China in the region, in particular uh, in Sri Lanka, has very significantly increased. Uh, so we have had the case of uh, um, uh, China having uh, assisted uh, Sri Lanka in the construction of the Hambantota port in uh, southern Sri Lanka. But as a result, then Sri Lanka fell into a very, very serious debt trap, as a result of which, uh, you know, it had to give a 99-year lease uh, to the Chinese company, which had uh, invested in the port. Um, and essentially, this port is now under Chinese uh, control. And while uh, it is meant for commercial purposes, but who knows whether or not in the future it could also have some military or security uh, role to play. So there is every reason for India to be uh, concerned about um, the inroads that China has been able to make uh, in Sri Lanka. And it is in that context that this change in um, government which is sought to be made um, has to be watched very carefully. Because as you said, um, the Chinese side lost no time, uh, in fact, to welcome uh, the appointment of Rajapaksha as the uh, Prime Minister and uh, also, uh, in fact, uh, declared uh, support for continued uh, development of Sri Lanka. Uh, on the other hand, India has been much more cautious in its reaction. Cautious because of what we discussed earlier, that uh, uh, it is not very clear that uh, the move that has been made is constitutionally valid. Uh, so India has taken, in a sense, a correct stand in um, not jumping the gun and waiting for you know the parliament uh, to uh, declare who the legitimate uh, prime minister of the country would be but uh, there is no doubt that uh, these changes which have taken place not so much because of the personalities involved but the fact that this kind of rather unexpected and not necessarily a, a constitutionally valid uh, change has been brought about. Uh, there has been uh, some concern on the uh, Indian side. Uh, but even if this change takes place, I would imagine that, uh, you know, the challenges will remain the same. Uh, because even though 
earlier Sirisena and Ranil Vikram Singh had taken over and there may have been expectation that perhaps uh, Chinese influence will diminish somewhat under the new government. Uh, in fact, that did not really happen. You know, we have found that uh, China's footprint in uh, Sri Lanka instead of diminishing actually has even increased. Uh, let us not forget that it is the Ranil Vikram Singh government which decided in fact to hand over the port uh, on this 99 year lease uh, to the Chinese side, not the previous uh, government. So uh, the facts on the ground seem to indicate that even if there is a change in government, this does not necessarily uh, mean that there would be a significant change in uh, Chinese influence uh, in the country. Right, sir. But in any case, it's well known that Rajapaksha has been closer to the Chinese side. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. Yes. And, and as you mentioned earlier, on 5th November, uh, things will probably become yes. clearer. There will be a greater clarity on the 5th of November as to how this is going to play out. Um, naturally, there will be a major effort made on the part of Rajapaksha as well as Sirisena to ensure that there are sufficient number of votes uh, for the new prime minister. And as I mentioned to you, they have considerable amount of influence. Uh, Rajapaksha, as I mentioned, is a very, uh, very popular politician uh, and probably has a lot of resources <laughs> as well. Uh, so we will have to wait and see uh, what happens in the next few days. So coming back to the India-Sri Lanka relations, so they're very important, both from the point of view of India's maritime security as well as for maintaining the very strong economic relationship that has followed the comprehensive economic partnership agreement uh, between the two countries. Can India maintain its influence in the island going forward given the current circumstances? Well, the major uh, challenge as we have seen is really uh, how, do, how is the uh, engagement, Sri Lanka's engagement with China uh, going to play itself uh, out? Um, the fact is that India is not in a position uh, to deploy the kind of resources that China can uh, in terms of, uh, for example, Sri Lanka's desire to develop its say, infrastructure. That's a legitimate uh, concern on the part of uh, Sri Lanka. But um, obviously, uh, if some of the maritime facilities which are built by China uh, in, in uh, Sri Lanka, if uh, at any point of time they also are used uh, for military purposes, and we have seen in the past that the Colombo port, for example, had the first ever visit by Chinese uh, submarines, and I think they were probably nuclear submarines, uh, even though it's a commercial port. Uh, so uh, that likelihood is very much there in the future, and uh, China has given both uh, Sri Lanka as well the as the Maldives very important roles to play in its so-called Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, so going forward, if that is going to continue and going to intensify, obviously uh, there will be mu much greater concern uh, in India for the reason that you mentioned. In that context, of course, uh, there is a positive development in the sense of the defeat of Yamin in the Maldives. And we have, you know, uh, former President Nasheed's party, which has now uh, taken power. Nasheed has just gone back to uh, the Maldives. So perhaps there is a little bit of a balance in that sense. The situation is not as bleak as, uh, as, uh, as we think. And uh, don't forget that, um, you know, both Sri Lanka and the Maldives 
uh, also are not very far away from one of the very major bases that the United States has in Diego Garcia. And obviously, uh, any increase in Chinese presence in either Sri Lanka or the Maldives will also be a matter of grave concern uh, to the U.S. So there is a certain convergence of interest between India and the U.S. in making certain that uh, the uh, maritime situation in the region uh, does not dramatically sort of uh, go in favor of uh, China. But uh, that is certainly an important aspect. We, India has been uh, investing in infrastructure development in the Maldives. Uh, sorry, in the in Sri Lanka. So we have, uh, for example, uh, investment that we have been making in uh, the restoration of much of the infrastructure which was destroyed in the north and east of Sri Lanka during the civil war. Uh, whether it is railway lines or whether it is uh, roads or the airport. Uh, perhaps it has been somewhat slow, but in fact, uh, India has, uh, in fact, made a, made a major uh, investment. And uh, at the same time, India has also played an important role in the rehabilitation of the very large number of displaced Tamils uh, in the north who were affected by the civil war. So in that sense, uh, Indian influence and Indian presence in Sri Lanka continues to be quite significant. But here the issue is, you know, what is it relative to China? And uh, this is where unless, you know, India's own uh, resources expand, uh, its ability to deliver on the projects that it has committed itself to, uh, that improves, uh, I'm afraid going forward there may be uh, a lessening relative lessening of Indian influence in the island country. Thank you, sir. On that uh, not so bleak and not so positive note. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll but as I said, I mean, Sri Lanka is a very important uh, country for India. And uh, I do hope that uh, it continues to enjoy very high priority in our foreign policy calculations. Thank so you. So thank you for this podcast, sir. If you enjoyed this episode of Thought Space and want to learn more about the research CPR does across various topics, please subscribe to our mailing list and social media channels through our website www.cprindia.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at CPR underscore India.